The following is an archived podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery. This podcast is entitled Vice Presents New Movements. This is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode one. Charles Manson, David Koresh, Jim Jones, Steve Jobs, R. Kelly. Names that go beyond the person and into infamy, even notoriety. What is it about the captivating charisma of those who start their own movements? Does our curiosity stem from simple intrigue, apprehension, or even a secret desire to be part of something more than ourselves? My name is Shit Thomas, reporting for Vice. And today, I'm going to hopefully be finding answers to these questions. This is New Movements, a show created to better understand the underlying ethos of some of the lesser-known groups, consortiums, and religions. I'm sitting here in an acacia gazebo in the desert. Nothing around but a single weird radio station a few miles away. And sitting with me today on the show, I have John Paul of the Beatles and Uncle Burger. Hey, how you doing? How are you? Thank you for having us. Thank you for coming on. Uh, We're so excited to start this show out. New movements uncovering the world of cults. Um, Now, I know that sounds like a strange title to some of you, maybe even you guys, but we'll get to to that in a second. Um, First of all, I want to get to the introductions. Uh, We'll start out with you, John Paul. Um, We want you to do a little... Tell us about yourself and, of course, you know a little bit about your movements and maybe a little background. Yeah, absolutely. It's real easy to kind of summarize. I mean, I kind of halfway object to the term cult because, you know, there have been a lot of shitty cults, and I feel like our <clears throat> cult is kind of. I don't know. It's like comparing um, two aces in a poker hand to two tens. It's like we we exceed all that has come before us. So it's kind of like a lifestyle kind of movement. I guess you can call it a cult, but if you want to call it a cult, it has to be the cult of capital C. Anyways, we just have, <laughs> have a collective of people up here, you know, sorry, up there in uh, Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Manitoba. It's where I'm from. Um who are just right. kind of interested in, you know, transcending uh, the corporeal nature of, I guess, human existence. And that's, we're just a bunch of like-minded people uh, who like to get together and talk about uh, Jamil the Wasp and maybe fucking him one day and just kind of doing our thing. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Um, we're going to get a little bit more into that and what you guys are all about and your beliefs and your Sort of, of course, day-to-day lives. But uh, next, we're gonna, you know, take it over to Uncle Burger. Tell everyone about yourself. Uh, hey, I uh, just want to say, shit, Thomas, thank you for having us. Um, it's it's, it's oh, a great you, opportunity to talk about. It's fucking awesome to have you guys. You know, here. our movements and what we believe in. And uh, yeah, I come from. A, a, it's a very simple ideology, and that's why I was very happy to get this kind of opportunity on Vice to kind of spread it around a little bit. Um, I represent the Church of Grossianity. Um, It's fun to be gross. Um, We stand for very simple things. Um, You know, the the grosser you are, nastier, if you're a little gremlin troll man, if you're a little nasty guy, uh, that's the closer you get to God. 
Um, we believe in things like, you know, you can't clean your butt. I mean, you can wipe it, but not well. You know, the key is to be gross, to revel in being gross. You know, but the one rule we kind of have is you can't be so gross that you die. You know, you got to stay alive. Don't be so gross that you get disease or anything like that. But it, it's just fun to be gross. It is fun to be gross. I agree. Um, now, I want everyone to the audience sort of listening to kind of get an idea of what you guys uh, are about. So really to set the setting, I want... Could you guys both describe to me what you're wearing? Uh, John Paul, why don't you start out? Sure, I guess going bottom to top is probably the best way. So you can see me wiggling my little toeies and my uh, brothel creepers. Those oh, are really that. gross. Yeah. Really like that. Crepe, sold, you know, checkerboard, a little ska influence there. And then I've got some uh, Lululemon women's yoga gachis R- and a Hanes beefy tea. Really gross. Really appreciate that. No. I'm not sure if you're trying to be gross, but I just want to say that I'm really responding to your outfit. Well, What's on your ear, John Paul? That's, uh, it's a big, it's actually the world's first. I, I bought it off eBay. It weighs about a pound and a half, and it's the first prototype Bluetooth uh, uh, um, earpiece, I guess. It's not hooked up to anything, but I'm kind of waiting for a cosmic call. And the members of your group, they all wear smaller versions, sort of, right? Yes, of course. It's very important to be kind of be plugged in when we do, you know... Get the call to go over to Jamil's apartment. You know, he'll connect to us through this. It's they com- I, So you guys communicate through these? Well, we don't. We can uh, communicate generally through a series of hand signs and bitchy kind of uh, text messages. But <laughs> when Jamil comes and he sends the bus, eventually, you know, that's how he'll contact so us. So it's like when they talking through a Bluetooth headset, it's kind of like almost like you guys are a little bit telepathic. A way. little bit. I mean, you know, we kind of hear... There's not a lot of people who can hear wasp speak, really. And as part of the, you know, I guess, or the leader of, if you want to be technical, of the wasp fucker movement, I mean, it's a responsibility to make sure that we're able to hear the wasps call. So this is kind of, you know, now, this is what that's about. You met, you just mentioned wasp speak. Like, is, could you describe that in any way? Could you sort of summarize on that? I, I don't know. It sounds... I've never heard of that before. Sure. I mean, it's you have to train your brain, and that's a big part of what the wasp fucker movement is about. I mean, you can't just... If you've never heard spoken English before, nobody can expect you to understand spoken English, right? Of course. So, you know, when people... A lot of people see wasps buzzing around, it just seems like buzzing. But if you've trained your brain properly and you've been stung by enough wasps, it's, you know, it becomes the lingua franca of the wasp fucker movement, and it's the future of humanity, not to put too fine a point on it. And, you know, it just kind of sounds like, I mean, to you it would sound like... Oh, yeah, you swat. I love that. You know, but to us it sounds like the bus will be there at nine. Well, that's wasps are gross and Uncle Burger. Well, you know, it reminds me of something that we do in the Church of Christianity in which we like to just put big bowls of sugar out in our houses, you know, to attract... Very smart. Yeah, to attract bugs and critters and and coons and possums. We just put that stuff in our house and things will kind of come in and out as we please. And, you know, we'll try to get bit by them or we'll try to get, you know, see if we have allergic reactions or something. And, and it's just, it, that res- I respond a lot to the... It's very dangerous. You said you're trying not to right. die. But sometimes you just have to see what happens. That's true. And I guess that's a little bit what the whole, I mean, all of them, all the new movements are about. It's 
you're sort of just fucking around to find out. And, you know, uh, I wanted to apologize for something, too. I didn't know, you know, this is such a nice gazebo here, and I didn't know you'd have these cloth chairs that you brought in, and I'm sorry that I'm getting it so wet, but I, I just didn't... You are, yeah, you got like a green stain yeah, back there. You're already. a little bit juicy. Yeah, a little, yeah. He's got these, he's got green stink lines coming off him here a little bit. Well, I, wear, right. I, I like to wear socks as kind of shoes. <laughs> I got like my big white ankle socks pulled all the way up here, and, you know, um, you can see just what I wear as normal clothes. And these aren't particularly religious. You can be a gross gin and wear almost anything you want as long as it's a little sour, a little nasty, a little bit of B.O. But I'm wearing a black trash bag that I pulled my leg through holes through. And I kind of cinch it with, like, the yellow thing around my waist. So it's like a big kind of jet black diaper-looking thing that I wear right below my nipples. You're a really good-looking garbage baby, basically. Basically, yeah. And this, you know, it... They're kind of like harem pants, but Right, classic. and they kind of, they hold a lot of smells. You know, I, I don't know if you guys would be into... Liquids, Oh, definitely too, sure. liquids, for sure. I mean, they may ooze out the bomb a little bit. But, you know, um, you can just see a lot of the stuff on my body, too. I, you know, I rub butter kind of on myself to try to encourage zit growth and, and things like that. And actually, you know, I can actually show you real quick if I unclasp this garbage bag a little bit. Oh, look at yeah, that. Yeah, that fart was three hours ago right there. Oh, my fucking That was three God. hours. It just I holds can see it. it. Yeah, I know. It's got a... Oh, you can see... Wait, can you touch uh, it? You can, but it'll kind of hiss. Can you touch your I fart? I can, yeah. And it'll, but it'll, it'll break apart. Oh, look it's at like that. A, oh, it feels a little bit like It's like those, a bubble. Oh, do you remember those dollar store tube things where you squeeze the gel? It kind of feels yeah. like that. It's kind oh, of, but it's getting out my yeah. hand. Cotton candy cloud. It, it definitely is something that, you know, we kind of go for. Um, you know, we have an almost, like, essentially mandatory, you know, fried egg diet. And, you know, you got to eat your fried eggs. You got to eat a bunch of whey protein. And you just got to kind of encourage fart growth and turd growth. And, and you can't, you know, you, sometimes you want solid loafs. And you might go more, you know, Metamucil. And sometimes you want, like, kind of wispy chud and that's when you go for the wendy's chili and i have a, I, have a I, I don't mean to step on your toes uh shit thomas but i have a quick question if that's okay i just want to know like you know normally when we eat eggs are part of similar to your movement eggs are part of every meal for us but we usually only have two and then some hash browns and some toast or that kind of thing but if you're on a fried egg only diet how many eggs do you eat in a meal well if you actually think about oh, it it's a good question that's actually you, a good let's question. think about it this way um you know how many calories do you need to eat a day and 2000 maybe a little north of it about 15 and let's say this you have three meals a day so you should be having about you know 700 calories a meal and let's think, oh, a single egg is only 50 calories. So you can have upwards of 14 eggs in a meal. I personally have never gone north of 10. <laughs> but if you look at the math, you can, you can survive by, you know, if you want to eat only eggs and you want to stay alive, you essentially have to eat, you know, somewhere around 100 eggs a day. Uh, you look at the movie Cool Hand Luke. When he ate a bunch of eggs, people thought it was cool. So I don't know why the egg thing, particularly more than anything else in Christianity, you know, we have a lot of potential controversy, but people seem to focus only on how many eggs we eat. People have said there's it's too many. People have said that yes, it is too many. When it's just like I think it's I think it's doable. I don't I, I don't know what they're talking about. A hundred eggs in a day. 
I mean, if we're not talking about some kind of fad diet, we're right. talking about, you know, I mean, you know, lifestyle. Well, more than a lifestyle, it's a and you look at saving souls. Uh, cool Hand Luke had 50 eggs. Everyone thought he was cool, and that was only one meal. So if he would add two more meals that day, he would have ate 150 eggs. And you know, that's part of the reason why you know Cool Hand Luke is one of the saints of Christianity. Now, I want to get to that. I want to get to that Uncle Burger. I want to get to uh, you discussing the saints of your. Uh, movement, but first off, I want to sort of, you know, kind of talk about. We mentioned cults, and uh, uh, John Paul mentioned a little bit classification, but the FBI has classified both of you as cult leaders. Now, do you agree with that title, and do you think it's fair for them to designate your groups as cults? You know, if I may go first, um, John Paul. Of course. Um, I will say that, you know, the FBI has been to my house many times and sometimes they're dressed up like common police officers and they say things like, Hey, are you the guy that's, uh, puking on women on the bus? And I say, yeah. And sometimes they'll arrest me and stuff. I know it's the FBI, particularly because, um, one of the donated shirts we got to the church of gross that our, that our leader wears the trash Pope. He wears a, a shirt that says FBI f- <laughs> female body specter. And I think ever since we did that, that really hot, you know, kind of political message uh, in a religion that has upwards of 20 people worshiping it, um, I think we've been a target by them ever since. So if they want to call, call me well, a cult, fine. I don't care. I'm sorry But to I'm going to call them female body you. inspectors. That's their job now. Uncle, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I have to touch on this point. You mentioned how they've arrested you before, but you told me, and you said in one of your... What, 1,400 different books? Uh, it's been a lot. And a few of them. You mentioned how much you liked going to jail or prison because you heard that they were making alcohol with their own right. urine. And they are. And it's. And you said they were making ramen with their own feces. Right. And bags and uh, to- the toilets. And you thought that was. They're making something great. called that was great. Prison Subway, which is where they make a Subway sandwich in prison. And it's all wonderful. You know, it's, it's so, so. And, like, the thing about jail that a lot of people don't understand, because most people never go there, it is so, 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 so fun. You get free food, you get a place to sleep, um, you get a lot of entertainment. So they let you watch TV with the sound off. Uh, it's just wonderful. I, I've been there a couple times whenever you just need, like, a break from life, you know? Right. You said you spent about 11 years there before actually starting your movement. Now, did you sort of... Um, I don't know what the right term is, develop or sort of perfect your manifesto or thesis or uh, dogma, if you will, for your movement while well, in prison? Well, I can kind of tell you, and this is, it's, it's a unique movement. That's also, you know, why the cult stuff I don't abide by. Because even though I'm the founder of the religion, I'm not the leader of it. There's somebody that's grosser than me. That's the trash pope. But um, I, I figured okay. it out in prison. All right. Um, if you're, if you cover yourself in feces, right? Your own feces or somebody else's. It's easier to get your own. You cover yourself in feces and then maybe you cause a scene or something like that. The guards don't want to touch you. So it's right. easier to get away with committing acts of, you know, either violence or, you know, puking on somebody or peeing on somebody if you're covered in shit because people just don't want to engage in a melee situation to a man that's covered in doo-doo. Absolutely. And then I thought, Hey, this makes a lot of sense to me. 
Uh, I just invented grossianity, is what I said. And then they beat the shit out of me with clubs, and I was in lockup for 30 days. When I came out, you know. You were gross. Yeah, I was gross. You're probably covered in more I mean, shit. they'll say, oh, you're, you know, being gross actually is kind of hard work that people don't realize because it's, it's just like any kind of other aesthetic thing. You know, you still have to get haircuts, but you just have to get really stupid ones, uh, tonsures, cut your hair sideways, shave half your beard and make it as patchy as possible. Like, yeah, you really got to put in the work to be, you know, as Dennis Rodman said, as nasty as you want to be. I agree. Now, is Dennis, Dennis Rodman, as far as I know, I was talking to him on uh, Gchat. He's <laughs> a recent convert. Uh, yes. Uh, I, we wanted him so oh, bad. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a really man. good get for us. He's really gross. Oh, he's a freak. He's I a mean, freak, and, and on the team in our Y League, holy smokes, he's really doing work. Um, in the post, yeah, he's, he's still he's a still beast. He's still a beast. I mean, the footprints that we leave on the court afterwards just show how much he hustles. Because we're, you know, we're out there. Now, when you guys you guys play those in those shirts and skins, and you guys always declare that you want skins, right. but last year in the semifinals, the I believe the referees said that the other team were to be skins, and your guys they just went off. Well, we they, forfeited. Well, they put that one guy in a yeah, coma. Yeah, we forfeited and instantly just kind of declared war. I mean, we have that you know diet that we eat of you know fried eggs, and we just started ripping. Gripping and ripping is what we call it, and that's kind of our form. Broccoli, right. cauliflower, It's our form of beans. peaceful protest, you know? You guys were farting in your hands and cupping them into the ref's mouth, and they were puking and everything. You guys thought that was We were farting better. in jars and, and putting was... the lids on the jars real quick and just leaving them out for people to open, thinking, hey, what's in this jar? You were leaving them on, on, on you know, radiators to right, heat up right, for a right. few days and open right. them. Yeah, and, was... and that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand is cults are about joy, they're about creating it's about joy fun. and ecstatic joy and fun in the gym. When Dennis Rodman, I can picture him there wearing garbage panties and he just farts solid, stink, mesh, and just throws it around. And every, you, know, you know, it's bringing kind of you know the ineffable into the real. I heard that he owns more mesh clothing than anyone else on earth. I think it's between him and Tiesto, but I'm not sure. No, Tiesto kind of fell off that. He yeah. uh, he just wears polos now and Adidas. Well, that's disheartening. Now uh, we're trying to we're trying to get Tiesto yeah. into the wasp, wasp fuckers. I don't, I don't not, think we have uh, a chance with. He Tiesto. played your he played to your one of your gatherings, right? Which is you know he did, he, well, which, which was, was what, actually like, a huge what, some seven hundred thousand. It was a huge problem for us because it almost got us thrown into the Wendy's. I mean, this is the thing <laughs> with Tiesto is you you. He's really smart, <laughs> and he's really good-looking, and Jamil the Wasp would want to fuck him. So you want, you know, you think he's a natural for the Wasp fucker movement, but the thing is, wherever he goes, he fucking DJs nonstop with giant stacks of speakers. Yeah. He never You just can't get to him. It's like a fortress. He's just, he's not, I mean, I... I'm, he's like this DJ overlord that just rules over the people that are enjoying the show, and he controls them and manipulates them with sounds of beauty and mm. entrances them literally with a, a music called trance. I mean, and it, he sort of just makes them fall into this sort of it's this, I mean, it, I, far be it for me to criticize the, we're all on our own journeys, right? And far be it for me to criticize how each one of us navigates 
their way through life. But he came in, he, he came into the Wendy's to discuss, I mean, you know, he, we had solicited his attention and he came in and he was open, you know, if, if you ask his agent to discussing joining the Wasbucker movement and he immediately just started DJing. And it was just like, <laughs> Tiesto, just, you know, let the yeah. wall down, just stop DJing for one fucking yeah. second and listen to our Turn message. Turn it off for a minute, Tiesto. He just, I, we were, I was super excited. But I then, said, like, you want him to turn it off, but then once he starts, you're like, please never stop. Well, you know, we we kind of, I mean, I was, it was the, as far as DJ sets go, it was fucking mind-blowing. But the thing was, like, we've got business to do. Yeah. This is what a lot of people don't understand about cults, is this isn't necessary. I mean, it is about the creation of joy and fun, but there's a solid backbone of business yeah. behind it. And I don't mean... There's goals. There are goals exactly. you have to reach. What, well... Well, let's back up a little bit here, John Paul. Um, see, Uncle Berger answered my initial question about the FBI classifying you both as cult leaders, right. and if you agree with that title, and you think it's fair to designate your group as cults. So you use the word cults. You use yes. that. So how do you feel about that? I how- feel fine. I mean, the thing about it is if, it's, if, you, if you kind of say the word cult, you're just associated with all of these just... These super Stigma. shitty, super stupid cults. Like, there's nothing wrong with, you know, a cults, right? Like, as far as I'm concerned, a cult is just another word for lifestyle with a super cool dude in charge, right? So that's fine because that's what we are. But the thing is, is like, it's like, you know, ska. Like, there's just, you can say you're a ska band and you can be the best ska band in the world and you're still going to be judged by, you know, all of the shitty ska bands that have come before you, right? So it's, it's, there's a stigma, not necessarily in terms of the word cult, in terms of what it is, but, like, these fucking idiots that, you know, like, all kill themselves in world oh, yeah. wearing, you know, identical Nikes. Right. Like, like, I'm saying, like, people are going to hear you guys being accepting of that you're a cult, you know, and they might just think that, oh, they're going to poison over 900 of their own people. Exactly. I mean, which we are, but the thing of it is, like, we're not going to wear the fucking stupid Nikes. What was that? The thi- like, well, I mean, I think the Nikes that Heaven Gates, Heaven Skate wore were kind of like the coolest part about them. Well, well those weren't just mean, Nikes either. Those were retro Jordan ones. Like they doled out some money to get everybody some really. They had some good colors right. too. They were like was, a nice yeah, purple. It was like, like the black and purple colorway. They were fucking really, uh, you know. I would probably join a cult if they're offering one of those. I'm like, yeah, I'll wear, I'll kill myself as yeah. long as I get to wear these. That's probably how they probably look, man, it honestly. is. That's kind of a good. I mean, if you guys did, if no one did that before that, you guys probably would have thought of that and would have been like, okay, that's what we're doing. Well, it's well, am I wrong? This I is think, the thing. Yeah, right? you're wrong in regards to mine simply because, um, you know, we really don't. Well, you guys raise, were like, we, well, yeah, but we also just don't raise enough money for that. Um, we only accept donations in the. Yeah. John Paul does. John Paul, they, you guys are, you know, you guys are right. You guys are getting up to well, Scientology. Another cult, by the way. We have a, we have a shit, a fucking shitload. And they're getting one percent of the domestic gross from Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. This is the thing. A lot of like a lot of the the you know christian churches which is just they're also cults right which i hesitate to mention that because they're, that's a good point thank you i've been saying that for a long time but they have this thing called tithing which i mean somebody came up with the idiotic idea of you have to give 10 percent of your income to the church right which i mean 
How fucking stupid. Pardon my French. I mean, so that's why in Waz... No, no, this is Vice. You could say fuck, shit, cunt, whatever you want. So... This is the cool channel where we One of our... My second in command, uh, fuck, shit, cunt, came up with the idea of... um, We tithe, but it's 110%. Oh, like effort. Wow. So, you know, if you've got a Joe job, if you're (laughs) out there in the world, you gotta fucking earn. You gotta work overtime. Right. Right. You better, you better be working 44 to 45 hours a week. Well, John Paul, can you tell the listeners, if you don't mind divulging this information, before you were a member of this organization, or rather the creator in a way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you are a leader. People yes. Would, you, you don't consider yourself um, you know, the leader or like, the purpose of it, but you formed this yourself. What was your, you know, your career? What was your occupation? What was your life like before this? And I want to ask Uncle Berger about this too, but before he, we get to him, like, just tell us a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind. I was a um, professional paid uh, dominatrix tester. So when people that wanted to hire the services of dominatrixes, et cetera, via Craigslist or Backpages right. or any of those, they don't, you don't want to, this is for the real high-end clients. They, you know, for their, for, for them kind of getting their, their penis hit with a stick is... This sick. is like politicians, you yeah, know, yeah. So, really sick, real sickos. But there's so much buildup and there's so much negotiation in advance that I guess for these idiots is part of the sexual satisfaction of the whole thing, right? So you kind of want to avoid being let down when you hire a new dominatrix. So they, what I would do is for like 20, 30 bucks... I would go. I would go get the shit kicked out of me by a dominatrix. I would check if her apartment was clean. I would after I got my balls pulled on. I would go take a dump in the toilet and make sure that it flushed. That kind of thing. I, so I was kind of like a you know like a. I was vetting dominatrixes. I guess basically you could say. Okay. See, I could do a whole episode. We could. I mean, not for this show particularly, but we could do an entire you know vice. You know, doc about that alone. So that's yeah. I think you guys are. You know, as we all as we all know, dominatrix and that kind of stuff is the most perverted and grossest stuff. There's nothing. They're the worst people. There's nothing nothing more erotic than uh, a dominatrix. It's so kinky and weird and foreign. Okay. Uh, But you guys are. I know that I saw Vice is having that new show where you just guys are going to send riffraff out to you know test dominatrixes. Well, he's also going to well, smoke weed with I them, mean, I think. That's a requirement on every Vice show. He's mostly going to be firing guns with them, but um, and also maybe doing, like, heroin. Oh, okay, that you makes know, sense. We're, we're trying to work out some stuff. We might not be able to show some things, but, you know, that's Vice. We're going to work through it. Right. We're going to show it to you, baby, because we report the news, what's important, what's going on right. in the world. Uh, now, you, uh, John Paul, you guys have all this money. Who have you recruited if you recruit like anonymous donors, can we? Can you name them? Are they super high elite folks They're, that are members? You know, an- anonymity is not part of our deal. So we're a Canadian really? cult. We're, I mean, you flew me down here. It's lovely down here in the desert, but we're a Canadian cult. This is in I, Winnipeg, where it's always winter. Absolutely, and so we're up to four out of five of the kids in the hall. Oh, we're yep. We're working on Bruce McCullough, but he's not returning our phone calls. Those guys. Don't have any money. I just so that's weird. I would have thought he would have joined first. He's but. he's hard. To, you know, he's prickly, right? He's a little. He's okay. the little twerp one. 
Yeah, he's the short one. Yeah. Who, uh, he was on the. What about Scott? Was he like? He's super into it. Yeah. He's super. Into I bet it. he's in a couple. Well, I mean, cults. he's gay, so it probably. What? So, I don't know what that means. Uh, all right. Well, uh, so Uncle Burger. Um, yes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about? We know that you're in prison. We know how that came about. But was there ever a time in your life where, or you know, a, a, even a short period where you weren't gross, you didn't want to be gross, um, or were you sort of like sort of an everyday man? I, I was kind of like uh, I repressed it a lot because you know I was your classic third grader. Pick a booger, wipe it under the um, desk, you know. Um, I was the kind of kid that would, you know, never really shower, and I would raise my hand to answer questions by going, ooh, 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 and holding it up with two hands to just kind of, like, stabilize myself. I, I really right. only ever ate, like, little Smokies. You guys know what those are? Little Crock-Pot hot dogs? Oh, yeah. I ate basically Delicious. only little Smokies, because if my mom didn't make that, I didn't eat dinner that night. Well, you brought some for us today. Oh, yeah, I got some. the Crock-Pot going. I don't really have... You got He's got it going. It well, I don't good. really have anywhere to plug it in, but the the baking sun has done you know kind of enough for it. So I think they're good. So I'm gonna dig in here. But so is this for? I mean, I, this is kind of moving away from the fried egg diet, right? So this is is this kind of like it's got the sense of kind of a um, I don't know a ritualistic kind of feast here. Oh uh, yeah, sure. I mean that makes sense, right? I'm pretty gross. It's a gross thing. I mean we really only have one major food ritual. And that is during the same time that Catholics have Lent, in which they are not allowed to, they only eat fish or something like that. Um, we are allowed to eat the classic Wendy's meal uh, three times a day of a frosty, a, thing, a, a little thing of chili, a, uh, a Dave's double, and then some French fries. And we eat that three mm. times a day for 40 days straight. See, like a normal guy like me is like, I normally would just get like a spicy chicken sandwich and a double stack with no onion. But, you know, it's really weird when you see like you guys that are in these cults, you have these these set meals. Right. And, you know, that is all culminated at the end with a very large feast um, where we, all of the uh, all the members, all the Grosschins, we go to the nearest Hooters and we are forced to eat 20 chicken wings and we have to finish a whole quart of milk. I mean, that sounds kind of enticing. Right, but it's at a Hooters, and we specifically say no napkins. Um, we Oh, so that's right. where the gross part comes we don't, in. Okay, it's all probably on your thighs, right. your and shirts, we all we wear these kind of you ceremonial... You probably wipe your hands off on the waitress when she walks yeah, by. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, you know, we get to the point where our fingers are oranges and stickiest, and as everyone that goes to Hooters knows, um, they have to take a picture with you. And this is the opportunity that you can use because when they t take a picture with you, you're allowed to touch them. And that's when you get your orange fingers <laughs> all over their white shirts, their right? That, uh, we are kind of the reason why the Hooters shorts are orange because they got so sick of us coming in <laughs> when they wore white shorts and getting our buffalo chicken sauce hands all over their white shorts <laughs> that they had to, you know, switch to a color that's easier to wash. <laughs> So, okay, okay, I don't mean to talk shop a little bit, you know, this is kind of aggressively, kind of, I guess, seeking help, but I mean, I haven't hung out with a lot of other cult leaders before. Like, we're lucky at the Wasp Fuckers because we have, like, the, you know, the gospel of Jamila, which is handed down to us, and it's very kind of clear about what we're supposed right. to do. 
But so who? I guess like is it the Pope? The 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 is the gross Pope who decides what's gross? Uh, his name is the Trash Pope, and I think there's the Trash. It's, oh, sorry. it's definitely kind of like a give and take relationship. There is a lot of debate about you know what's you know grosser. You know, um, I mean, just last week we had a really dig, big debate on you know the question was, and we talked about this for about two and a half hours: is should we all get fatter so it's funnier when we have sex? But the downside to that is, well, then we have to stop farting and throwing up and puking and pooping all the time because we need to keep on the weight. So there's a big, big argument about what's funnier, and uh, we never really came to a conclusion. But I think instinctively, just human beings know what's gross and what's not, you know? That's fascinating. Eating in the bed. You know, you're going to eat in the bed. You're going to push the crumbs to the side. Um, you're eating chicken wings. Those wings are going to, those bones get to go wherever, you know? Um, you got some zits. You got stick them. In you got to pop them. You got to pop your zits. You got to pick your scabs. You know. You don't have to pop zits. You let them. You let them build up. Uh, right? Well, it depends. Let them get white. If and green. we think they're at like prime, it's like kind of like farming. You know, you wouldn't want to pick. Oh, once they're that white, yeah, you exactly, pop them. You exactly, shoot it everywhere. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I you got it. See, like I could be a member of this. Pro- I'm down. I mean, your name I'm is down. shit, Thomas. Like you know, we all kind of. Well, I mean, that was like my father's name, and you know. It was his father's name. Uh, you need to go play, like, rec basketball and just, you know, you're all sweaty and you go home and you just lie down in bed and that's how you are now. And then you wake up in the morning and all the coins have fallen out of your pockets and you're walking around in the kitchen and all the coins fall off your back and go ping on the linoleum and kind of get everywhere. <laughs> you know? Um, just spit on the floor. Spit wherever you're at. Wipe it in with your sock. Hawk a loogie. Sue you who can, you know, hawk a loogie the furthest. You know, grossing at its core, it's about fun. Have some fun. Have a spit war. You know, guys, you guys know what a spit war is? No. Well, it's where you spit on your friends, and your friends try to spit on you, and there's no real winner or loser. You just have fun, you know? Okay, so that's just kind of like going into, like, this is what I wanted to get into next. And, like, we've whew, we've covered a lot so far, and there's still a lot I want to ask you guys about. But first off, like, I wanted to ask about beliefs. Like, what are your core beliefs? Like, what's sort of the the dogma, what's sort of the center of your movement. I don't know if I, I don't, you can, you know, I don't want to call it a religion. I don't want to call it a cult. I just like to say movement because that's what these things are, obviously. And a movement, you guys it agree. makes me think of bowel movement and that's gross. And when I think of gross stuff, I, I lean back and I laugh. Well, let me ask you about your beliefs. Uh, John Paul, let's get to you because uh, Uncle Burger kind of took a, a little bit of our time there going on about being gross. So, John Paul, let's talk about your beliefs. The wasp fuckers sure. is what you call yourselves. Happy to talk about this. I mean, this is the, the one true path to salvation for humanity. So I'm happy to talk about it. I talk, I talk about it too much, if anything. So it started in Not at all. 2015. Not at all. And there's, have you guys heard of this comet uh, hail bop? Oh, yeah. yeah. We did a piece on that. Yeah. yeah. So I was talking about I was the, on that. the Heaven's Gate idiots earlier. So I was reading about, it was like 930 at night um, in, in the winter in Winnipeg. So it was pitch black and it was freezing cold. And I, I was reading about the Comet hale and these idiots, uh, the Heaven's Gate, that thought they were going to get picked up by an alien cool civilization. Shoes, cool You say cool shoes. I say, you know, whatever. Indigustibus nonis disputandum. That's all. Maybe, maybe he's that. more of a new balance guy. Whatever that means. So I kind of, I got really excited about the idea of a comet. So I went outside to see if I could see any comets. And I was walking through the forest. (laughs) 
and I tripped and I smashed face first into a wasp nest and I got stung by 90,000 wasps. Well, that's a lot of wasps. And I stumbled out into the road. That's, that's a small amount for a hive. It w- well, it was more than one hive because I think that the wasps actually G-chatted each other and told each other to come in other, you know, hives, the, come yeah, fuck me up. on the Bluetooth. I talked to other wasp experts after, and they say there's like 600 to 800 wasps per hive tops. And I got stung. This is independently verified by 90,000 wasps. So I'm pretty sure I got stung by every wasp in Winnipeg. And I survived. And I, I ended up in a ditch. I was found by a woman, um, shitfuck, piss cunt, who was listening to uh, Destiny's Child. I'll never forget it on the radio. She picked me up. And I was just babbling and uh, kind of being visited by the spirit of the holy wasp, Jamil. And what she wrote down became the basis of our belief structure, our cult, for lack of a better term. And what we kind of believe is... If we purify ourselves enough, there's a giant wasp named Jamil who lives in an apartment somewhere in Winnipeg who's going to send an RV or a bus. That's one of the things that we argue about the most. Who's going to pick us all up and and, and we're going to get in his bus or RV and drive over to his house and he's going to fuck us to death. And in the process of that, our souls are going to transcend the mortal plane, blah, 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 you know, kind of enter wasp heaven is, is kind of the whole deal, so... That's kind of our bag. I, you know, it's a little bit, you know, morbid at the end, but we have fun. I mean, it's not the craziest thing I've heard, but I want to say, have you met Jamil? Have you gone to this apartment? It seems like you have. Well, yeah, I have, but it's... Is it sort of like a human guy or... Yeah, right now it's just, you know, it's there's an apartment on kind of in the East End over by the AMC movie theater. And right now the guy, there's a guy named Dave who I shouldn't even be really talking about him because I'm not technically allowed to talk to him anymore, but his roommate, we believe, is Jamil the Giant Wasp, who may be just a regular-sized wasp at this point, but at some point is going to assume the mantle of godhood and take upon himself the transmogrification into the living, you know, wasp spirit, at which point we'll fuck him, he'll fuck us, we'll die, he might die, we're not sure. I I have a real quick gross question, if you don't mind. Sure. And it's going to be very much centered on um, Jamil's genitalia. But if you wouldn't mind, just describe it. Is it a human penis? Is it a human butt? No, no. So if you look at it, this is really funny. Like if you look up, you know, a lot of people Google this when I first start talking about it. But if you like just look at wasp anatomy, they have the thorax. And then right next to their stinger, there's a little part of the wasp anatomy called the fuckhole, which is kind of, it's weird because it's like when wasps, and that's, when you fuck a, That's where you go. Yeah, but this is the thing, right? Like when you fuck a, when you fuck a, a human, you know, if you're the fucker, you're fucking them. And there's a fucker and a fucky, right? right? But the, it kind of ignores that male humans have, on the end of their fucker uh, penis, have a fuckhole. Right? So the thing about wasps is while you fuck them, they can fuck you back. What? Right? That's so, this is, so, yeah, so gross. No. Oh, well, I'm I mean, stealing that for sure. <laughs> so this is the thing. You, we're going you might to, have a new convert here, John hey, Paul. That we have room for. Combine you, the cults. You'll have to kind of, if we could maybe switch out the um, garbage panties for some Lululemon yoga gachis, I don't know. Eh. I don't know. 
Okay. You can dirty we'll those up. You can we'll, dirty we'll those talk, up quick we'll enough. We'll talk about this in, uh, after the program. I'm really interested in really seeing somebody just really grinch down on that wasp's scrooge and parts and pieces and just see how that whole fuck cycle goes. Because it sounds like something that might make me puke, and I really like that. It's just, it is kind of disgusting. But through, I mean, I think maybe the one thing that we share is what normal people would consider disgusting is the gateway to transcendence, I guess. I mean, that also makes sense because I don't think about it that hard. A lot of, a lot of cults have been known to introduce things that people are not used to, maybe even make them a little uncomfortable, but they do them anyway. And afterwards, they usually say they're glad they did it. Right. So... With that said, Uncle Burger, yes. um, what are your beliefs, a little bit of background, practices? You mentioned the saints. Right. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that stuff? Well, let me walk you through a few steps here. Because typically, you know, when people are coming to me and they say, hey, I want to join Christianity, they're not like, you know, I, I, you kind of got to ease them into some of the stuff. And the saints, you know, is, is more of a day two type thing. But typically, you know, we do a vetting test. You know, how like, um, you know, if you go to a synagogue and say you want to be Jewish, they say to you, you know, you're wearing a trash bag and you smell awful. Get out of here. And they do that about three times before they call the police. We have a similar vetting process where it's going to be. Basically, you kind of come to me and you say, I want to join Grossiani. I go, cool. How many pennies do you have in your mouth right now? And if they say, I don't have any pennies in my mouth, I say, get the fuck out of here. You're not gross enough. You always have to carry around a little bit of pennies in your mouth. You can, I got them right here. I can, you see right there, I got like four pennies in my mouth. Right. And I look for the, you know, the kind of green turning ones and stuff like that. But, you know, we do the vetting process. If they come back again, this time they have pennies in their mouth. We kind of move forward. You know, we just cover them in trash and stuff like that. And we meet like at places like a swamp or a junkyard or kind of like a fast food restaurant. And that's typically kind of where we have our meetings. Um, the Saints, you know, you kind of educate people on. And, you know, legally speaking, there's certain saints that, you know, I'm not allowed to mention, but. Um, the supreme saint of Christianity is, um, are you all familiar with Paul Schaefer? Yes. Paul Schaefer is oh, a, yes. a vile Great little musician. bald man. He only wears sunglasses. He has this weird nasally voice and he always grosses people out. Um, He's had you know, double pink eye for 40 years. Uh, <laughs> you know, the women on the show, on Letterman's show, you know, aren't allowed to shake his hand because he's just so slimy. And, you know, underneath that suit, he's covered in scars. And, you know, one thing that, you know, Paul Schaefer can teach you is that even when you are physically clean, you can still gross out everybody in the room. And he's a if Paul Schaefer wasn't a human, I would just think he's a witcher. He's just right. so fucking weird. He is just a nasty little imp that, you know, is hairless and he just grosses everyone out all the time. Um, the second, what do his eyes look like under those glasses? They're probably jaundiced as shit. I imagine they're just yellowed out, blinking sideways, lizard man type eyes. Uh, our second saint that we teach about is Dave Thomas. Are you guys familiar with Dave Thomas? I don't think so. Uh, Who's that? He's the founder of Wendy's, and he created the uh, perfect, okay. perfect food to enable the grossest body you can ever imagine. Um, you know, that meal I cited earlier of French fries, a burger, 
chili and a milkshake. That's we call that. That is a, a frosty, a cu- not a milkshake. A frosty, and it's the customary food. We call it uh, booty fuel. So you have to eat booty fuel three times a day, right? And then we go to the Hooters and we do that thing at the end of it. But Dave Thomas is one of you know the holiest men, the grossest men, because he enables people to reach new levels of grossness in their lives. Our uh, third saint is Yoda from Star Wars. And Yoda is a little, little, awful, little green goblin. He's a goblin that lives in he's a swamp, a, and he's, he's a green man. He, he's a goblin that lives in a swamp, and he has magic, and he talks like a dipshit. And just he's awful, and he makes people angry, and he's just if such... If Luke was smart, he would have taken that lightsaber that Yoda gave him, and he would have just... Hey, even before that lightsaber, get a rock and bash that thing in his head. <laughs> just, all... hold the, just hold the lightsaber up to the little lizard's fuckhole and turn yeah, it on. Yeah, just fucking bash his little nasty head in. And I'm sure, like, all kinds of, like, cicadas and bugs would fly out of his body. You know, you'd split, you'd take, a, a like, a Bowie knife and cut open his stomach and a bunch of bottle caps and can- soda cans would fall out. That's how nasty Yoda was. I always... Now, th- let me ask you gentlemen both about this. I always sort of associated Yoda with E.T. Sort of like the same kind of feeling they give me. They're both small, gross, disgusting-looking little, you know, alien beings. I would, say, but- I would say E.T. is very much more vulnerable and he looks like a colostomy bag. I think E.T. is probably worse than Yoda. I think E.T. could be taken out in one punch. Where you like really if, like it's like if you had like if you had to choose between them, like who could get it, like Yoda or E.T. E.T. Uh, could what would get you it. Uh, are we talking about violence or sex stuff? Because I think it would be Both. it would be grosser to fuck E.T. Because I think he's also a child, <laughs> and it would be more violent and satisfying to smash. Well, what Yoda. happens when he touches you with that lit up finger? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Jamil would know. This is the, the thing with Yoda. I mean, he, he, nobody ever really tested him, right? Nobody ever got in his fucking face and threw down BJJ style. Right. right? Whenever anybody tried to fuck with him, they, they, they insisted on using lightsabers. But if you got up and got him in guard yeah. and pulled a Kimura on his ass, yeah. you, you could rip that lizard's fucking arm off no problem. Easily. You, I don't know, like, maybe you might get him by the tail and he gets away and it grows back like a skink or a gecko or something. Like, he seems kind of mischievous. Yeah. And the, the one thing that I, one thing that I always worried about with the Yoda is they never reveal, like, they don't say if it's a guy or a girl. It's like, can you just, like, show us? Like, you know, does Yoda have tits? Does Yoda have a little right. pecker? Is it a big pecker? What does he have under that robe? God, and, that's, uh, does he have four? And then they, does and it then have foreskin? God, this shit's making me gag. I love it. it it's just, oh, fucking Yoda's dick. Is, oh. Just let it go. All right, oh, all right. Um, the the fifth saint that I have is. Um, are you all familiar with the wrestler Val Venus? Yes. yes. Val Venus is the epitome of gross male sexuality. Epitome. He, he is a saint of grossianity simply because here is a man who is somehow always wet. He's wearing a towel. He's glistening from head to toe. His hair is drenched. And that's just how he goes through life. You know, you and don't this is, want him sitting on your couch. This is really interesting because unlike Yoda, who's the saint, uh, Val Venus, when he came out, uh, you know, to kind of begin the wrestling match, 
you knew immediately that he had foreskin. Right, like I, immediately. Yeah, they put out pictures of it. You could, you could smell it. They said, it's the Venus. And they, they kind of did the, I remember like towers of sparklers shot up. Yeah. And then there was like a rapidly cut montage of his foreskin and yeah. his balls and his tits. And the kind of the area around his asshole, which didn't have any hair on it. And, and it was like, it let you knew what you were getting, right? Now this it kind of got to the point where Val Venus was synonymous for, you know, uncircumcised right. Venus. Uh, you uh, know when he actually came out. You know, like, oh, I'm seeing this guy, he's got a Val Venus. And girls knew what the other girl was talking about. When yeah. he came out to wrestle, too, what they would do is, whatever stadium or arena they were in that night, they would spray out wolf pheromones through the air. To get everybody kind of like salivating and riled up because they knew Val Venus was about to come on and basically make people jizz in their pants. Now, I, I will say this. He is also, you know, part of the reason why he is a saint is not just because of his raw sexual appeal, but he was always doing the pussy eating motion. You know, you put something in Which front is, of his mouth. It's super gross. Right. You put something in front of his mouth, he's going to eat it like a pussy. Like, the dude got all of his calories from liquids just because he was way too busy doing the pussy-eating motion to ever eat anything. Um, the, all right, the, well, the next scene I have, and this is kind of a, a, a weirder one, but this is um, the entire island of Japan. <laughs> um, you know, in, their me in Japan, right. right? You guys know where, what Japan is? Yes. And there, there are, it's a place. It's, it can't be a saint. It's a place. Well, the whole island's right? a saint. It's the grossest place on earth. Um, there, are men, there are old men there. They're so horny that the only thing they can do to cool off is to eat a whole pair of women's jeans. <laughs> they got whole restaurants where the floor is mirrors and women don't even wear underwear. They eat seaweed as food. Like, I guess that's a joke because it's gross or something like that. They eat eels. They're just nasty. The whole island is just horny and weird and nasty. Um, and just a few more I want to get through here. Uh, Dr. Pimple Popper on TLC. Uh, what a nasty freak bitch that is. Uh, holy smokes. She's hot, though. Hoochie mama, wowie. Like, she's a freak that loves to pop big old golf ball zits. She milks, it, milks them <laughs> like they're a dang cow. And this is what she chooses to do as a job every day. She doesn't even barf in her mouth once. She thinks it rocks. Right. She is a true freak, like a social leopard in society, an aberration. And she is just the ultimate gross freak of freaks on TLC, which is essentially an, a channel advertising my religion. And, you know, they're having the season finale come up where she's going to rip. Oh, yeah. They used to have that show about the midget family. Right. How gross was that? Yeah. She's going to rip open an abscess on the dad from Little People Big World. That's the season finale. <laughs> it's like the size of his head. And she's just going to pop that open like a soup can. Uh, just kind of rounding it out, the most recent one, John Goslin. Um, he is the ultimate gross older man. He abandoned eight kids at once, which is actually, I looked this up, it is a world record. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because he deemed that his kids were just... Oh, he's a sweaty guy. Yeah, but he said, my kids are too boring. I'm going to go be a DJ. And then he did it. And, you know, basically, you know, he's the kind of guy that, like, you know, 30-year-old women freak out thinking about because they think that, you know, he's the nightmare situation guy they'll have to settle for if they want to have kids and they're, like, 34. 
And then, you know, the last Saints I have are the Garbage Pail Kids, and everyone knows what can even be said. The very first Saints Classic. ever inducted into Grossiani. They're responsible for so many kids um, having booger walls in their own house. They're res- everyone in your Everyone in your group has you right. know, they trade those cards. They're responsible for kids that pull their whole pants down at the urinal and, and, and really just kind of really started a trend of super gross kids that, you know, really are most of our converts today. Well, thank you. Um... I want to talk about a little bit, just quickly if you have to, it was like, do you guys, I know a lot of people like David Koresh, Jim Jones, these guys, um, Bhagwan, they had sort of communes that they created, usually against the wishes of the government, Um, but they sort of created these groups. Do you guys have communes? Like, do do you live with all of your members in one place i absolutely do i mean it's the th- do you call it the hive we do <laughs> i mean it's a little bit on the nose but whatever i mean we this the thing is what Win- about the stinger winnipeg real estate prices are through the roof so what we do we kind of meet at a window right. around nine o'clock and as it gets closer to uh closing time um we kind of watch that the woman that usually works the closing shift at wendy's is uh, jessica farrar um she's a plum idiot and she refuses to clean the bathroom so we kind of all just shuffle in there there's about 600 of us at the, <laughs> the current time we squeeze into the, the the men's bathroom and just kind of lock the door and be really quiet and then they shut the Wendy's down for the night, and then we kind of come out and do our thing. So it saves on, you know, electricity because we're not paying that bill. Dave Thomas right. was one of the saints of uh, Grosjeanity, pays that bill for us, which right. thank you, Dave. Thank you, I'm seeing similarities between Grosjeanity and the Wasp fuckers because you both have kind of like a kind of surrounded a, a Wendy's. You know, if, we are hey, a Wendy's-centric belief system, absolutely. If I had, you know, if I had wasp fucker money, I'd, hell, I'd buy the whole island of Japan and just, you know, get naked and roll around in it. Well, uh, so... Well, I, I'll say that I did have a commune, all right? And, you know, I heard that Waco, Texas was a good place for communes. Somebody said that to me once. I don't know if they were joking or not, but I made a commune... Waco, Texas. Um, I got all that money from the government because all those cops shot me. And so, you know, we I had a, a compound. I called it the Stank Hole. And the Stank Hole operated for about, I'd say, two to three months. And that's when we were surrounded by... Wait, uh, is it, is it, did Tiesto play the Stank Hole? Uh, Tiesto played, but he also... Is Tiesto's just making the rounds of different cult communes? Like, what's, what's going listen, on Listen, Tiesto will play for anybody, you know, as long as you got the, you know... Well, I mean, he, he's a key cost for a pretty penny. You, you gotta pay him about half a million. Well, I am, you know, admittedly not very responsible with my money. A lot of the financial difficulties of my parents and things like that have seemed to kind of, you know... But your parents own Pillsbury... So. Right, and they, you know, they made that awful little dough man, and and you know, I never wanted to be like them because that thing it was it's supposed to be gross. It was my idea. I made a little dough man out of dough, and I rolled it in some cat hair, and it was nasty. And they made it a cute thing, and I'll never forgive them for that. I, but but the the one thing I'll say is Tiesto's deep house set from the Pillsbury Stank Hole is legendary. Oh yeah. Um. 
But oh, you know, that's one, I think I I think I teared up. It's actually while Tiesto was playing, and that's when the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services surrounded us, right? And they had machine guns, howitzers. Um, they had like those bomb defusal robots, except they put a bunch of guns on them. They had A10 warthogs screaming over right. it. They they were hitting ramps and and just jumping and you know there's a few showboats trying to do like 180 and shoot the you know. I saw that on YouTube. Down, and he yeah. ran. He ran th- to towards the police, and they were gonna shoot him, but he showed his clean penis, his clean foreskin right. free penis. Right, and they they and know they said, that means. Yeah, they they were kind of like you know stand down. He has no smegma. Yeah, his penis is clean. They basically their whole goal was that they wanted to basically force us to take showers. And by that point, some of us were so dirty, we'd been so removed from normal society that, you know, when the when they eventually did break down our doors and kill about half of us, the ones they forcibly showered, some of us were so dirty that we died, you know? Our numbers really kind of took a hit that day because some people were so dirty that if you remove the dirt from their body, they physically died. Immediate entry into a dirt bag heaven, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. I don't, you know, I, I, I kind of weep for the lost souls who haven't fucked Jamil to death, but right, there many or are been the fucked paths to death by Jamil. Exactly, M- many are the paths to transcendence. So, you guys, you guys, do you have different rituals you partake in? Do you participate in anything? You know, maybe even annually. Well, I'd say go- that. Go ahead. No, please go ahead. Um, no, please. Once a year, you know, it's right after the, the Hooters ceremony, right? The next day, um, we go and we decide who the trash pope is going to be for next year. And this is kind of like, I want you to imagine, you know, wrestling, the Royal Rumble, where you have like 40 people, and it's kind of like that, but it's a gross-off, you know? And we do this primarily on YouTube, and, and we measure it by thumbs down and thumbs up, and whoever gets the most thumbs down loses. Um, a lot of things, you know, spelling words and poo-poo, popping zits. We save our best zits for that time of year. Um, we throw up on stuff. We um, have weird sex, and, 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 and we just basically, like, it's the most fun day of the year. It's so gross, it's so nasty, that sometimes you're not even participating, and then you just start puking, and then guess what? You're a contestant now. You know, we had a guy who ate a whole candle and just, you know, <laughs> as the current trash pope who just was just drinking candle wax while he actually w- uh, found one of those kind of rodeo bowls that you ride, like drunk girls ride at like cowboy bars. And he was just fucking it drinking candle wax. And then, you know, a bunch of fish landed on him. And that's like, oh, we got our trash pope. The problem well, with being. I don't being- know if you're going to top that, but. John Paul, please. Most of what we do is we 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 drink a we drink a quick cup of uh, wasp juice and play ironic airsoft mostly. <laughs> we just kind of you know we get airsoft. What, what is what is wasp juice? Well, it's what you know if you have a wasp and you squeeze it, the juice that comes out. I have here here I here I have some. Oh my! All right. Uh, here. Well, wait, wait. This is is this the stuff you brought? Yeah. You you're gonna. Yeah, of course. I don't. This, oh, right. okay. trust me. I do Uncle, not. This is a stuff. All right. This is you're excited about this. this I is don't. The gross stuff. I don't fly without wasp juice. So wasp juice. This is the stuff um, that uh, John Paul. You know, we have been you know communicating through email for you know uh, like a year now, and this is the stuff that you said is 
you know, it's like supposed to be for some people. Not everyone, I guess. You know, it's different you experience. So it's kind of like peyote, mm-hmm. but stronger. Oh or God. ayahuasca from Peru. That kind of thing. And you know, we at Vice love to do drugs for no reason and cuss for no reason because it's cool. Um, so, I mean, we got to do this. So DMT, do when people do DMT, they talk about going beyond the chrysanthemum, right? So when you do wasp juice... You are going to fuck and be refucked by Jamil the human wasp. So, if you're ready, well, I I think I have something here that might kick it up a notch, gentlemen. If you're ready to go in uh, twofold, um, I have some mushrooms here that grow only off of goat shit, right? <laughs> and oh, they're yellow. Yeah. So just go ahead. What are these specks? What are these? What are these specks on? They're red. Uh, those are just, you know, part of the mushroom or maybe, you know, the blood from the goat shit when he shit I it out. I think they're zits. I think oh. this mushroom has zits. These mushrooms has, those are human zits right, these mushrooms. Right, um, This, you know, the mushroom also doubles as like a kind of, you know, it's similar to like putting an ounce of grease on your face. It's really nasty. It, it, it will help you break out. Wow. So what what do these mushrooms do? Well, um, why don't we eat them and then you'll find out. Here, put it in the wasp juice. I'll put it in the wasp it'll be juice. A little, it'll be like a shooter. Right. All right. So here with we'll Oh, them. it's kind of like Irish car, car bombs, but it's kind of like cult. Right. Car bombs. Right. Don't, don't make car bombs, by the way, as a cult. You'll just be designated as terrorists, right. by the way. So let's not get into that. Um, so I say uh, bottoms up and let's... Uh, Look, right, what? Ooh, oh, ooh, you're gonna be a big one. There we go. Look at that. Take a look, look at, at that, that one. All right, Jamil. Cheers, boy. All right. All right. Salud. Oh God. So what is the, those are fucking awesome? What does the wasp juice do again? Well, uh, according to John Paul. We're going to fuck and refuck uh, Jamil the Wasp. Oh, not bad. Sounds pretty gross. I'm in. What do the mushrooms do? Uh, they don't do anything. They're, Jamil, they just, hang on. They just grow on shit, and they're funny that I make people eat them, and they grow on shit, and I didn't even rinse them off. So that's my thing. I think it's funny. I can taste the shit. I yeah, can taste the pimple. Not psychedelic, not nothing. Just I think I got one like caught in my tooth. Like I got like a broken tooth. It's like oh, caught on there. Oh, yeah, I just made you guys. I, eat. I know. I got finally. I got like a like a like a weed or something else. Like oh here, like these desert weeds. I just think it's funny uh, to make people eat um, goat shit. Are you guys? Are you uh, guys seeing that? Yeah, it's a pattern. It's kind of. It's kind of no, no, no. Over the dune, kind of over there behind the mesquite shrub. What is that? What is that? It fucking, it's Val Venus. Oh my god! And Yoda, they've tied. Is he their, walking towards us? They've tied their foreskins. Dude. Oh my god! Val Venus is swinging around with I'm Yoda going to tied. Oh yeah, my god. he is swinging around in a circle Guys, with think... with Yoda tied to his foreskin penis, and Yoda well, has Japanese lifted guy off. With a nine hundred millimeter lens, is taking their picture. Oh my god. Oh. Uh, what oh, the fuck is it? Wait, wait, wait. Over there to the left. What is that? Oh, Walking I think it's a jet. Oh, my God. That's... No, no, no. That's Wayne Gretzky in <laughs> full garb walking his ice skates across the dune. Oh, He's my God. Child. Oh, my God. There, there's a Japanese guy upskirting Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh, I don't know if John Paul is so good. He's turning green. Are you, he, turning... He looks like... 
looks, he looks like Yoda. Looks a little like Yoda. He looks like the Grinch. Yeah, so anyways, thanks for having us. Kind of makes me want to bash his head in. So, um, final thing is, you know, people worry about... Uh, there's been accusations for both of you guys for... Uh, oh, my head is swimming. Blech. About... Uh, Fel Venus's huge penis, uncircumcised at Madison Square Garden. Venus rhymes with penis. It makes so much sense now. He's channeling something. Yoda's kissing it. Oh my god. So, ugh, fuck. A fucking stomach. Uh, accusations of uh, <clears throat> you guys threatening people with weapons. Pull out your diaper. <clears throat> Dr. Pillpomper <clears throat> is trying to pop Paul Schaefer's whole head. I think we might have to like stop this right now. We might have to come back later. I'm he looks like Yoda. I'm going to go find a big rock because I need to bash his head in right now. All right, we're going to be back. This is Shit Thomas. This is uh, New Movements. Uh, thanks for listening. Get over here, motherfucker. It's time to die, Yoda. He's doing the pussy eating thing.